0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Steel Curtain Network. Pick it up, pickers! Pick it up, Pick it up,
2: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, one of the three hosts of the Steelers Preview Podcast. We are previewing a regular season football game. Yes, it is here, finally, as we are going through these motions right now. There is an actual NFL game on right now. The Kansas City Chiefs and Detroit Lions are tied 7-7. We're not here to talk about the Lions or the Chiefs. We're talking about the Steelers and the Niners. Joining me as always, Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? How's it going?
3: It's going well. It's been a long, what, seven months since the last meaningful NFL football game. The fact that there's just one on, even though I'd rather be here talking Steelers with you guys, just knowing that it's on and it's it's right there for me to see. it's just a great feeling. It, it just makes me even more excited for Sunday. I'm so glad that the Steelers are playing at Sunday or playing Sunday at one o'clock, that we don't have to stick around and watch a ton of NFL games waiting for the Steelers to play. The way God intended, isn't that what you always say? That's David? right. A, yep, get- <laughs> NFL game, one o'clock on Sunday when God intended <laughs> football games to be played.
4: Brian Davis. What's <laughs> up, Brian? How's it going? It's going great, guys. And this is what we do. This is what we plan for. This is why we exist this weekend. And there's nothing sweeter than opening <laughs> weekend. Well, this is why. Still yeah, I get network. Well, we all exist. So I was gonna be like, Wow, Brian's getting deep and philosophical. And and so with that, speaking of philosophical, I want to quote one of the great philosophers of all time. Um, something that came out about 40 years ago, this quote came out 40 years ago. I would like to quote the great Lawrence Tarot, other known as Mr. T when he says no more jibba jabba. So no more jibba jabba. And what we're going to do, we're just going to talk about real football, real games, games that count on the standings, games that count in the playoff race. Let's do it.
2: Okay. Um, so we always start this show off and and sometimes I do have to kind of like go back and like, okay, how do we do this show again? Because it's been (laughs) so long since we have previewed an actual game. Um, We talk about the news and notes. We go over things like injury report. We definitely do over under the over under game. We give our predictions towards the end. We still do trivia uh, on this show. So that's all going to be broken up throughout the minutia of everything. I want to get your all's thoughts on something. And this is not anything that was like breaking news or or anything of that nature. When you think of Minka Fitzpatrick off the field, what do you think of Dave off the field, not on the field? We know what he does
3: on the field, off, off the field. I always felt that he was pretty Mm soft-spoken. That's what I kind of, he just seems more like a, mellow soft-spoken guy you know not not to the extent of troy palomalu but more in that mold than somebody like name any diva wide receiver you want to you want to choose in that sure yeah in in that category okay
2: no not not a bad answer there is no wrong answer either brian what about you when you think of mega fitzpatrick what do you think about throwback
4: Hmm. I i think of a guy that is uh more comfortable talking about you, the uh, way it was back then. I I feel a, like a guy that's a traditionalist, and you know there. Go, here goes my final thoughts. My final because my final thoughts were Minka Fitzpatrick and what he did with the logo
1: mm-hmm.
4: that's in, in the locker room. I'm going. So I all I'm going to say is th- this is a guy that cares about culture, and this is a guy that cares about team and respecting the game and respecting life. So, yeah, I, I think a whole lot about this guy.
2: Okay, so for those people, the reason why I asked this was uh, what Brian kind of alluded to. So in case you didn't see the the news, I guess it would say you broke on Twitter. Uh, right after practice, the media is in the locker room. And Mika Fitzpatrick, in the middle of the Steelers locker room, is a giant Steeler logo okay it's just the the hypo it's glorious and so all they did, all make of fitzpatrick he was sick and tired of seeing people stepping and seeing footprints on the logo so he went and got those like partition posts that can connect you know they have the little retractable belt looks like a seat belt and they connect and he put them all around the logo so that no one would walk on it and i quote tweeted that and said wow he's taking a page out of the penguins playbook because the if you don't know uh, hockey players are ridiculously superstitious and in the penguins locker room there's a giant penguin and you know, the skating penguin with the triangle behind it you don't step on that logo they take a rug that goes on the road with them and you don't step on that logo like that is a big thing with that team and then I started thinking about minka and he was not a captain he's I don't think he's ever been a captain right guys like he's nope. never been named a captain nope And I think a lot of people, because like Dave said, he's very quiet. He's kind of, you know, withdrawn. Most people don't think that he's like a leader to me, this move that he did in the locker room, this move was akin to the shut the music off. When Mr. Rooney is in the locker room, it spoke of respect and what's really crazy. And all the things that Brian talked about, about um, respect and, and all the, 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 the background of the Pittsburgh Steelers, this team didn't even draft him. That's what's crazy about this for me. Like Mangle wasn't drafted by the Steelers. Now the Steelers valued him because they went and traded a first-round draft pick for him. But Dave, when you saw this, I'm, I know you saw
3: it. Yep. What were your thoughts? Well, honestly, my first thought was, okay, so they have the same logo at their locker room at Southside as they do in their locker room at the stadium, because I've been in the locker room at the stadium right. and love the, the picture, you know, the big logo, take pictures, of the logo and was there and everything. So I, that was my first thing. Like th- these two locker rooms look similar, which I think obviously would be intentional. And then I'm like, when I was there, I remember telling, you know, like telling my kids when other people were going to do it, don't walk on the logo, don't walk on the logo. So much like, so the next year they actually put plastic over the logo. Mm. so I'm like I get it Minka because that's the first thing I thought the first time I saw Steelers logo like that on the floor in the locker room so I'm like yeah I know exactly what you're saying I know what you're thinking I I just loved it I I love the move it's just like hey this is this is who we are we need to know we need to know our place in this we as individuals and what we do is not above that. That's the statement I took from it. Whether that's what he really meant or not, that that's just the way I read it, and I love it.
4: Brian, anything you want to add? I know
2: you kind of chimed in on this before, but I want to give you another opportunity.
4: Yeah, you know, first thing is, it's not disrespect out of anybody to step on it. They're, these guys aren't thinking. They're mm-hmm. You know, you just don't think, I'm walking. and But to be able to think... Of uh, be cerebral and know that this is important and enlighten others on. You know they're going to they're going to go along with this. Not only are they going to go along with this, this is the kind of story that people talk about when you're winning championships. They talk about this Super Bowl week. They go back to something like this. Now, if I go back 35 years to a different sport, I go back to Kirk Gibson and the Los Angeles Dodgers. He just showed up to the Los Angeles Dodgers and in spring training, somebody put eye black on the rim, the inside rim of his hat. So when he put it on, he had eye black over his head and they had a good laugh on it, but he went nuts. He Went crazy. He says, this is why you don't win anything. This is the why the culture is wrong. Now, I'm not saying Minka said any of this, but he said, you know, this is not what real teams do. They, you know, you're screwing around. This is a we're not screwing around. So Minka's doing a Almost the same way, but respectful to say, hey, guys, we need to respect this process. We're a team and we respect where we are. So, you know, it reminds me of that Kirk Gibson thing in a way. It's a way to bring people together without even trying. This is just Minka being Minka and other people, other people following suit. And they learn that respect from a guy like this. He doesn't need to have a C on his chest to be a captain.
3: Dave, you're going to say yeah. something? Yeah, and the Minka being Minka, I think, is the best way to say it because there are different ways to lead, and it would be nothing for someone to stand up and say, hey, we're the Steelers. You you respect that logo. You don't step on it and you know, kind of shout it out in the locker room and tell people how it is, or you do it by actions. You go out and you – Put a, put a rope around it no. where people can't. That's the kind of the impression I've always gotten from Minka. Go out there, let your actions speak. He didn't use his words here. He used his actions here.
2: You know, I like to draw conclusions, and sometimes it's a little hasty on my part, but I like to do it anyways, because what the heck? That's what we do. We get paid to talk about the Steelers. So I think back to Ben Roethlisberger's last year. Remember he talked about the, the music in the locker room. And he used yeah. to always shut it down and say, look, like when if Mr. Rooney comes in, like you need to be quiet. And eventually he said, I just got sick and tired of fighting it. So I, I try, I'm i trying to connect these dots here. I guarantee Minka Fitzpatrick was a guy that sat back and he's like, you know what? I wasn't drafted here. These guys have been here a lot longer than me. It's what they do. But man, there's something that I really don't like about this. I, there's something I don't like about the way that they're handling their business. Um, Minka would let people know it as chase Claypool, when he kicked his, you know, what in the middle of a practice leading up to a (laughs) a regular season game, he's not going to tolerate certain stuff. So now some of those people are gone, you know, the TikTokers, (laughs) so to speak. And I don't care. I really don't like Juju and Claypool and Marcus Allen would always do their dances and stuff, but they're gone now. And it's almost as if Minka steps in and says, okay this is more my team now, and this is how we're going to do things. And I'm sure that Cam and TJ are right on board with this. And, and Kenny Pickett setting the tone on the offensive side of the ball. I felt like the offense last year was like a rudderless ship in terms of leadership. No one was there until a rookie quarterback steps up in practice. So I thought it was a great story. I wanted to kick the show off with that because yeah. I, I, Brian, sorry for stealing your thunder for final thoughts. Wow. Um, But I, I, I saw that and I was like, This means way more than just him putting stanchions around a logo and maybe I'm drawing conclusions, but then again, that's what I feel. So take that for what it's worth.
3: All right. I'll tell you what we're going to do. What? Before we should, we could say it right before the quick break. We got a celebrity in the live chat.
2: Oh, Captain Underpants. We've got Captain Underpants. We've got the winner of winners. Yes. Congratulations. That's. That's right. Captain underpants in our live chat right now, or Mr. Brian Haynes was the winner of the four premium tickets as a part of the fans First sports network giveaway. Brian, congratulations. Um, I wrote the article and got quotes for me the other day. So obviously we've, we've uh, communicated, but still, um, I was really, really happy that it was a Steeler fan. I'm going to be having him on my let's ride podcast next week for a short segment to get a feel for what it was like, and I really hope it's a win. Uh Brian, anything to add about
4: Captain Underpants getting those tickets? I was thrilled when I saw this and I just want to point this out. I mean, I don't think it needs to be pointed out, but we don't select. This no. is yeah, this is this is somebody like a long ways away from us selecting this we had no clue but you that's know, why we promoted because we wanted we wanted a Steeler fan again. yeah sure. <laughs> so <laughs> we might have promoted <laughs> harder and stronger than everybody else too so but you know we wanted a Steeler fan to make it and we did and all i can say is look hey brian captain Tell, Dave and Jeff can do without me on, on Sunday. If you want to take me to the game, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Hey, I, I did
2: see the list after the fact and the thousands and thousands of people that did put their name in the head. So no, I had nothing to do with Brian Haynes winning this actual uh, contest. So congratulations. We're going to take a quick break, one of two. That's going to get a couple messages out from our sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be right back
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Steeler fans.
2: We're back, and we're continuing to talk about the latest news and notes leading up to week one, the San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a really good game, and I want to go out talk about the injury report before we go any further. So, Dave, do you have that injury report handy?
3: Um, for the Steelers, I can, but for the Steelers-wise, it's the handy niners, right here. Are in the Niners not... Out yet? Oh no, no! I just I don't have it. There's oh. memorized. There's they've got way too many names on it. Steelers exactly. are only two names. Yeah, but I want to I want to go
2: over some of those. I got here. it. I got okay, it. I'm okay, okay. Well, here we go. Injury report. Here yeah. Go. go ahead.
3: Okay, Steelers. Uh, on, I can tell you for what their Wednesday was. Wednesday was just too limited. It was Cam Hayward, not injury related. Larry Foot or Larry Foot. Larry O'Ganjobi with a foot. There we go. I'll get that out right. He was limited. Or
4: Larry Foote with an Ogunjobi. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I wonder if we had that. Oh, my goodness. Was that 20 years ago? 15? Yeah. Um, Then also you have on Thursday, Cam Hayward went in the wrong direction and they added stomach. Now, does that mean, (laughs) does that mean, you know, like Lamar Jackson? Are you talking like internal or are you talking like, I would assume if it was an actual injury like if he strained something they would say abdominal and not stomach right so you can read into it what you may he didn't practice but I, I I'm hoping that means that it's just something that he's going to be back for eventually anyway um but a lot of times he got Thursday off and not Wednesday and at other times last year so don't read into it too much Ogunjobi was once again limited with his foot so we'll see how that ends up going
2: Give Cam some emodium, he'll be fine. <laughs> um can, I, I, I do have to there is something that's very bothersome about this Steelers injury report. And it's not Cam. Man, I wonder if if are we are we gonna be on the verge of another Larry Ogunjobi season where he is on the injury report every freaking day before every flipping game? It's exhausting. Brian, do you think we're headed
1: for that?
4: Yeah, but if we are, that's fine because uh he still played. Can't we see him 100% though once? Like once just That's one time? That's part
1: of the charm. That's part
2: of the uh the mystique of Larry O. A 3-year contract with a lot of money tied to it <laughs> is what I see. <laughs> Dave, do you think we're on uh, on track for that
3: again? The fact that we're talking about it now, you have to think that it's a possibility. I just really hope we're not talking about it in 6 weeks. Yeah. I mean, because last year,
2: it wasn't just the foot. It was a back. It was like he had all these different ailments, and it just yeah. drove me insane. You knew he was going to play, but you also knew he was never going to be 100%. Yeah. And that's why in this offseason, you know, Mike Tomlin's down in Florida, and they're like, have we seen the best of Larry Joe He's like, oh, no. No, you haven't. Well, it's got to be healthy to see the best. Yeah, uh, So w- we shall see. Let's go to the other side, though. Yep. There are some notable names on the San Francisco side. Dave, why don't you go over that?
3: All right. Um, unless... It's unless it's someone really noteworthy that's yeah. that was a full participant. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. Um linebacker Orin Burks was limited with a knee. This is just for Thursday. Um safety Tashawn Gibson was limited with a back safety Talanoa Hufanga, I think I got that right, was Good first player. non yeah, was first non-injury related. Now it's with the knee, did not practice because that was Ooh. he's got a slash. He's Easy. got a slash there.
2: He is I, on my Let's Ride podcast. I have Rob Statscarrer. He talked about him. He was an all-pro last year, I think, or at least yeah. a pro bowler. I just can't and say his name. <laughs> he has a cyst on his knee or something, like in the yeah. back of his knee. He might not play.
3: That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. So th- th- those are those are some key ones. Uh, tight end George Kittle, groin limited. Running back Jordan Mason, foot limited. Wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod, wrists limited. Kicker Jake Moody, white quadriceps, Limited. Um, line or sorry, cornerback. I always mess this up. Charvar, it's Charvars, not Chavars. It's Charvaris Ward. Heel did not play. And defensive end Nick Bosa, not injury related, was limited.
2: Man, they that is a laundry list for a week one game.
3: And there's well, four more players. names on there that were full, like Brock Purdy. Well, but who cares?
4: Yeah,
2: but yeah, they, yeah you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. Brian, it, names that pop out, what What do you got?
4: Tishon Gibson, absolutely. You know, both safeties. Uh, I I hope Stats could uh, – I might have to call up Stats just to see if I could pronounce the last name. Um, Heifuanga, um, but I know that uh, – I'll just call him T.H. And uh, T.H. is uh, pretty good as well. So those are – I mean, that's an all-pro player that you were talking about. Two safeties going down. You have a uh, you you have another corner that is not uh, as accomplished going up against uh, Deontay Johnson. So that's really good. The other name that, of course, that I'm looking at is George Kittle. Uh, groin, you know, if he's limited, when I, when I see limited, I kind of think that they're going to play, but the groin's tricky, and but. I will tell you one thing about George Kittle. He's tough. He's definitely, uh, he's no slouch as far as, you know, we just talked about Larry O, Larry O. And Larry O plays with a lot of toughness. He plays hurt with a lot of toughness, doesn't miss a game, but he's always hurting. So George Kittle's one of those guys that if he could absolutely go, he's going.
3: I I, I agree with Brian real quick. But the question with Kittle isn't if he's going to play as much as, How effective is he going to be based on the injury? Or could this linger if he plays
2: and aggravates it? It's the same with Travis Kelsey on Thursday Night Football. I guarantee, if it's a playoff game, he's playing. Yeah, but it's not. It's Week One. The one don't want to. It's a
3: non-conference opponent,
2: right? So the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to have one of your one of your very important players, in Travis Kelsey's case, a star player, go out on the field aggravate an injury and now all of a sudden it's a three four five week injury and not just maybe a hey let's sit out one and we'll get you back in week two that's something that gets yeah. to consider we'll see how it goes I want to get this super chat up here Tom Miro or Tom plays games gave us two dollars happy New Year ghost Steelers! have to watch the game yes we will watch the game and we will be back after the game on Sunday for the uh post game show so make sure you check it out I do want to say there's a lot of people that watch on facebook or on youtube who have, uh, have asked where's the know your enemy podcast because we used to have that on wednesdays that was jeffrey benedict and shannon white they would get a guest sometimes and so i have absorbed that into my let's ride podcast weekly schedule uh check it out tomorrow morning friday morning anywhere you get your podcast by searching steel curtain network or steelers uh really great podcast with rob stats guerrera Uh, and also Jeremy Betts in the second half where we talk about all things 49ers. Gives you a real good glimpse on the other side. I call it the behind enemy enemy lines with him. And so check that out if you're wanting to get a little bit more information pertaining to the 49ers. So I know a lot of people have asked about that. All right, so there you have the injury report. It's very notable. Let's talk about some keys to victory. What is it going to take for the Steelers to win? Now, Dave, I want you to think, put yourself in Matt Canada's shoes right now you're going against a really, really good defense. And you have those injuries that you just mentioned. You also have Nick Bosa back. I love TJ Watts quotes today about when they asked him about Nick Bosa coming back. He goes, Nick Bosa is going to be a problem because he's going to be fresh. He said his issue will be in weeks two, three, and four when he is dealing with the soreness and the soft tissue stuff that he's (laughs) not used to. But it was very telling because he was in that situation just two years ago. So, Dave, if you're trying to draw up a plan, like what are some of the things you're focusing on as the Steelers offense going against that defense?
3: Well, Steelers offense going against that defense. Okay. Specifically, um, it's one of this is where that infamous B word that Jeff loves to throw out there that isn't always what people think it is in balance Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you have to have you have to run it as much as you pass it. It means you have to be able to do either one if that is what the game is dictating. So if, if the defense is really stacking up on the run, you've got to be able to throw the ball effectively. If they're going to drop back and defend the pass, you've got to be able to move the line of scrimmage and run the ball. You've got to be able to vary your game plan. Now, the 49ers are good enough defense that they could just be like, you know what? we to cover it all. Come at us. Then go at them in a variety of ways. The biggest thing, in my opinion, it's been this way for several years now, goes back to Randy land. I can't believe I just said that is don't let them know what's coming before the ball's even snapped. N- you know, don't tip your hand just in your personnel and your alignment that they know what's coming before the ball's even snaps. Don't be predictable.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brian, what about you? What, what, what is something that Dave didn't mention that if you were on the offensive side coaching, you would be helping to formulate a plan to go against that defense.
4: Yeah. You know what? I I like what Dave said, but I'm going to say there, when they drafted a guy like Darnell Washington they became less predictable if they use him the right way. I would like to see a 1995 approach with, uh, you know, we still know Najee Harris is the number one guy, but I'd like to see a lot more, um, a lot more of Mister Jalen Warren as well. So if you can go ahead and you know spell him, spell him in the middle of drives. Go ahead and put those guys in, give them an opportunity to uh, just cross them up a whole lot more. So when Dave says be unpredictable and not be predictable, but show some wrinkles that you haven't shown. I, it looks like in preseason, they showed, they showed a pension for the long ball a lot more, but they could afford to go long and go with those plays because you're seeing if everything works. Now, do you, Are they going to get conservative all of a sudden? You don't want to do that. So spread the ball around. Nobody worry if there's no 100-yard receiver. But if there's a lot of 30, 40, and 50-yard receivers on this team, then that's a 300-yard passing game for Kenny Pickett, and you're unpredictable because you cannot go ahead and double-cover anybody because if you're too worried about player A – then player B is going to murder you.
2: Let me ask you a question before I go into something that I just thought of on the offensive side of the ball. How much stock do you put into a player that maybe is new to your team but might have experience against another team? How much stock do you put into what that player could bring to the room and be like, hey, I you know, I know these guys, they like to do this this and this. Dave, do you do you put any stock into that?
3: Okay, so you're bringing it. So you have a player that was You have a just, player that's new to your team. Yeah.
2: And they might be familiar with an upcoming opponent. Okay. How much stock do you put in what that new player to your team is, is giving you in terms of
3: input? Well, the, the well, it, it I'll give you the Dave answer. It depends on how recently they were with the team <laughs> and how much coaching um, turnover you've had since they right. were there. You yeah. know, someone coming from the Steelers, probably going to have pretty good information because of not a m- lot of turnover. If you're talking about someone like, I don't know, Joey Fisher coming from San Francisco in their training camp and now he's on the Steelers practice squad, that's very recent. You should you could have a, a decent idea of what's going on there. If you're talking about Ray-Ray uh, McLeod with the 49ers, that's probably a little bit too far removed. Brian, what about you? What do
2: you think about the new player input uh, we'll call it a portal, sure.
4: <laughs> well, Allen Robinson was just on the Rams, mm-hmm. so he was he was facing off against uh, the 49ers for at least uh, two seasons, and so he knows kind of what their tendencies on defense are, and he's one of those players that's a veteran that is a actually a locker room leader and a coach already coming. So you're going to listen to a guy like that, Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think if, uh, Dave's right though, it just depends how long, but you know, a guy like Ray, Ray McLeod is still going, he's still going to know Mike Tomlin and he's going to know certain things that they do because even though certain things change, some things don't because there's a culture and there's a way you play the game year after year after year. And if he was just on this team in 2021, then, you know what, I mean, they might be asking him some questions, but he might not know everything as much as, like Dave said, a Joey Fisher would. So it it would be really interesting to see how they do that. But I I think coaches would go ahead and ask, you know, hey, what do they normally do in this situation? But they're not going to base their game. Good coaches and a good coaching staff isn't going to base their game plan on trying to get intel but
2: you know everything helps the player that i'm thinking of is actually isaac samalo uh as a member of the eagles i mean the nfc championship game was such a huge game going against san francisco don't think that he doesn't have a a good grasp of what the 49ers would want to do as a defensive front oh and by the way the guy that he went against in practice a lot and Javon Hargrave is now on the San Francisco 49ers and you might have some Intel there. I just thought about that. And in terms of he's already a smart guy and I think he's going to be really trying to help some of these young guys out and giving them little tips and tricks. He might be someone that they might lean on and say, Hey, you, you guys beat this team. And I know it was, Weird circumstances with the third quarterback rule and all that stuff. It's just something to think about. Dave, what do you think?
3: I'm just going to say you, that's a very interesting point that you brought would with Samalu. What I think that's going to benefit more is familiarity within his matchup and things that he can share, probably to the guy with to you know, with the guy to his right and right. the guy to yeah, his for left for sure. Yeah. In it's their not, little like- bubble. Right. rather than a whole thing. But exactly. that, that's a great so point. So. point. That's a So
2: I'm thinking like offensive line room, like the offensive yeah. line's talking, and is and probably like, look, I know what this guy likes This is what to we do. did in the championship game in, last yeah, year. Yeah, in the yes. NFC yes. championship game last year, we did this, this, and this, and it negated what they do so well so often. Yes. I,
3: think, I didn't even think about it. That was a good one, Jeff. Yeah. Every now and then I get a good idea.
2: So, Okay, let's go. You got to write this goes. down. Jeff, good one. Good idea. <laughs> September, whatever day it is, the 7th. All right, Um, right, let's go to the defensive side now. So we're going to start with Brian, you're Tara Lawson. And you are now tasked with trying to figure out how to mix and match your defense against Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, Ayuk, maybe George Kittle. Again, a very tough task. What are you having your defense do to try and slow them
4: down and minimize the damage? Well, it's that short passing game that you're really looking at that is going to be tough to defend for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But for the first time that they probably have the ability to have somebody spy a little easier, especially when you're talking about those inside linebackers, you have more accomplished inside linebackers that can cover can go into coverage. And so you have a uh, more athletic defense as well. So it's, uh, you know, this team changes with George Kittle. And we've already talked about that. If George Kittle's in the game, it is a different team than if he's not in the game. Because I'm watching Kansas City and Detroit out of the corner of my eye, and Kansas City is not the same team without Travis Kelsey. And I think when you have a tight end that is not only physical, that is able to uh, go ahead and uh, try to neutralize or would be more successful at neutralizing a guy like TJ Watt than a a whole lot of other players and who's capable of going down the middle and just killing you um, with that 10 to 15-yard catch and then yards after the catch, then you've really got to – You've really got to be concerned with that. So you do have a you do have an athletic defense that you can spy and you can also cover, but you've got to really put a lot of pressure. Find a way to put pressure on Brock Purdy. And what a lot of what has been a very good offensive line is not the same offensive line as what it used to be, because now you have the best. What the best left tackle in the game? So that I mean, the guy that came over from uh Washington, Trent, Trent, Trent Williams, Trent Williams. And but on the other side, your right tackle is Colton McKivitz. And it, I know him from West Virginia University, he was a good player, but he's basically a BJ Finney type, he's your swing tackle, he's your guy that uh he's. He's not going to be used to, you know, handling a guy like TJ Watt. So he really needs a George Kittle in there. So you'll, you'll see what happens, but if you can just put a lot of pressure and I, I know this is the backup quarterback, Sam Darnold, but if you could make Purdy see ghost too, then, well, you know what you're in a situation then when you can really rattle a guy that hasn't had a chance to be rattled because he had a better offensive line last year.
2: Great point about uh, Kittle with the help because that right tackle is going to need help. I mean, if they try to put it, team and him on TJ one-on-one, that's going to be a recipe for disaster. Good points. Dave, what about you on the defensive side of the football?
3: Well, my brother said something really interesting on, on Scobro that, that got me thinking, as you said, that, Whichever team, whichever defense succeeds more at getting the second-year quarterback off his game is going to win the game. And to me, the best way to to get to Brock Purdy isn't just hitting him and sacking him all the time. It's it's to take away his his binky, you know, binky McCaffrey is what, is what that, that should be his nickname because that's what he is to a quarterback. He's that he's that oh. that <laughs> what well you don't like that Brian.
4: I like that. I like that a lot.
3: Okay. You know, that it's that thing that that you that you go to, you turn to, it's soothing. It's it it's what you need more than anything when all else goes wrong, that's where you go. So, if you could minimize, if you could take the if you take away McCaffrey, you put more pressure on Purdy to perform. So, that's what I would really like to see the Steelers be able to do.
2: So again, I was listening to some of the player availability with the Steelers locker room and Patrick Peterson, who I really enjoy listening to hear him. I love listening to him talk. I mean, he's genuine. He's very thoughtful when he, when he speaks, he answers questions thoroughly. He's not just pushing, you know, moving guys along. He made a comment that made my ears perk up, basically stating that they, the 49ers have some tells and they're ready to exploit them and I'm like oh man we always talk about Mike Tomlin teams and their defense having 2 weeks to prepare this is interesting uh, are there some tells it kind of reminded me of does anyone remember the tell that Ben Roethlisberger once had his mouthpiece so he'd go into the huddle and he would call the play with his mouthpiece out and if his mouthpiece was still in his helmet it was a it was a it was a run play but if it was in his mouth it was a pass play that's right <laughs> It was like 2004, 2005, like that. So, yeah, I'm not sure if it's that simple. But still, there's been quarterbacks that if their foot is a little bit further back, it's a run because they're trying to get a step on, you know, turn and pivot or whatever. I'm interested in that. That's very uh, telling, pun intended, uh, for this upcoming matchup. But it's going to be a really good game. I really am looking forward to this one. We're going to take a quick break. If you're watching, uh, Dave, you want to say something for the break?
3: I was going to clean up just a couple things from the live chat right before the oh, break. I knew sure. we were going. Okay. Uh, Gavin asked, um, don't they have Mike McGlinchey? He ended no. up in Denver. So yeah. he's yep. not on their offensive line anymore. That's why Brian He Brian knew exactly who they had there. Someone asked earlier, what is the weather for Pittsburgh on Sunday? As of right now, it's 70% chance of thunderstorms, Ooh. 74 degrees. And um, this is a quick thing for Brian. Somebody asked about the um, – if the, if the Q and a is going away or being moved.
4: You know what? <laughs> I do have an, I, I had a, I had a conversation with Jeremy Betts. And so he is going to start a mailbag because the Q and a is now going to be on YouTube around seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday mornings. So we can get that out but he wants to do a mailbag so he has some questions ready in case some of you aren't up or had too much icy light the night before. (laughs) So what we're going to do is we're going to have that and that will, uh, that will have a nice shelf life uh, to get you through your Saturday and get you all the way up to game time. If you have questions, Uh, because you know what, if we do it on Sunday night, well, the game's already over and then you're asking questions about next week and but we don't want to put that on sunday night we've we've got a post-game show to do yeah. so with yeah. that being said yeah we're going to have it it's not going away uh we uh we are keeping it it's being repackaged just a little bit and i've noticed though before that when you get that little buzzer that says hey there's there's a steel curtain network show on It doesn't matter what time now you'll get on when I did bad language. I had people on the West coast yelling at me, but they'd still come in the live chat. They'd still come on. It's like, why'd you make me get up early? So that's what we're going to do. We'll make you get up early, but we love the fact that you're here.
2: Do you think it's as exciting as when you used to go to a restaurant? and They'd give you the little disc and say when it buzzes, your table's ready, and your your buzzer goes off. Oh like,
3: yeah! To move it at our movie theater now if you get food there. You they give you the little buzzer. And you're, in the
4: movie and you're like, oh yeah, it's not even the, it's not even the 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 previews yet. It's That's almost Pavlovian because when you see it, you're just like, yes. I mean, I have stared at it before, yeah. and my son, we've looked at it both. And we're like, come on, come on. Flash, flash, yep. come on! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all yep.
3: right. This is good... and, and Afton, yes, that is Eastern time. Yes,
4: yes. This oh, is and, a and... okay. <laughs> Sorry, I did not steal that from. I I did not see that. Afton said it is rather Pavlo pavlovian mm-hmm. Jeff, but I said That's that true. before she wrote that.
2: <laughs> there you go.
3: All
2: right, now we're going to take a quick break. If you're watching live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, we're not going anywhere. On the audio form, we'll be back right after a word from our sponsors.
3: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. are prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply.
3: All right,
2: Steeler fans, we're back, and it is time for my favorite segment of the week. I did not forget this segment, and that is the Over-Under segment, the segment where I think of this week's six- Six different over-unders, and these gentlemen, am I including myself, we all take a stab at whether it's going to be over or under for the upcoming game. Dave, you are keeping track, yes?
3: Yep, I will keep track of these. I got the handy-dandy notebook ready to roll. All
2: right, awesome. Let's get this started. We're going to start off in the sack department. Pittsburgh Steelers sacking San Francisco 49er quarterbacks. We'll assume that's Brock Purdy. I have the line set at three and a half. Three and a half team sacks again. This is not like just Trent Jordan. This is the whole team. So we'll start with you, Brian. Three and a
4: half over or under. I'm going to go three, so we have to go under. Okay. Dave, what do you think?
3: I don't know why I thought the line, I thought you were going to go line of four and a half, which would have put me under. But for this one, I'm going over because I'm going four.
2: Okay. I am thinking under at three. I think they are going to get a purdy, but it's not going to be a lot. They like to get the football out of his hands quickly. It's going to be tough, I think, to get him. I hope I'm wrong. Now let's go to the other side, and that is San Francisco sacks of Pittsburgh quarterbacks. In this case, we'll say Kenneth Shane Pickett. We're setting the same line at three and a half, Brian over or under.
4: You know what? Crap. I'm, I'm actually going to say, I'm going to say four. I'm going to say over. I, I don't think it's going to kill them, but I think they're going to be able to get to pick it because I, I'm thinking Boza, like you said earlier, he, he is not going to be having those soft tissue problems. And I think he's going to get to him twice just like we saw TJ Watt do against Buffalo.
3: All right, Dave, three and a half over under. I I agree with Brian of, I think Bosa could get to him twice, but I don't know that anyone else is going to get, I don't know that the rest of the team is going to total two. I'm going under with three. Took the words right out out of
2: my mouth. I'm going under with three as well. So I have under on both of those actually. All right, let's go to some individual player uh, statistics here. Deontay Johnson receptions. Deontay Johnson receptions. I have it set at six and a half. Six and a half receptions. Brian, what do you think?
4: I'm going over. Mm, Okay. I I think he's the guy for them. Sorry, I, I just think he's the guy for them. For sure. Dave, six and a half?
3: Although he's the great guy for the short game, and I could see them. I'm glad you said receptions and not targets. Right. His targets would have been a whole different thing. If there's a chance that it's going to be rainy and everything, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say it's either five or six. Over with seven is what I'm going with. Over with seven. All right, let's go with
2: uh, George Pickens. Total yards. Total yards. 65 and a half. Brian, 65 and a half.
4: What do you think?
1: Ooh.
4: Oh, that's that's so juicy, Jeff. You're back in <laughs> you're you're in midseason form. Look at that. Uh I'm gonna say over. Okay. I hope you're right, Dave.
3: I hope he's right too, but that's all that's a lot. But he could get over half of that on, on one catch. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. <laughs> you know what? Brian and I have been the opposite so far. So we, we've we got to agree at some point, so I'll say over.
2: DJ might get the receptions, but Pickens is going to get the yards. I've got over.
3: So you said that was 65 yards? 65 and to... a half. 65.5, okay. Yes.
2: So i right. over. You know we've got to bring up Kenneth Shane Pickett. My gosh, we haven't talked about KP eight yet this entire show, really. Kenny Pickett touchdowns. Notice, just touchdowns, not passing touchdowns, total touchdowns. So rushing would count for this as well. Pick at touchdowns. I have a two and a half. Brian, what do you think?
4: I'm, I am I'm feel good with three. Okay, Over. Dave,
3: Dave? I like to think of the number before you say your number. So I go accordingly. I, I had the number of two in my head, so I'm going under.
2: I, too, am going under with two as well. And then the last one, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense takeaways. Defensive takeaways. I have the line set at one and a half. Brian, what do you think?
4: Hmm. Let me go two. Over. Okay.
3: Dave? I will follow suit with Brian. I'm gonna go two just because it's it's early. It's early in the year.
2: All right. I'm gonna go with under with one. I think they get one takeaway, but that's still gonna be under the one and a half line. So we we differed a lot in this one. We only
3: We're agreed gonna... all three of us on one. Oh good. I like it. That I was like George it. Pickens. So he's you know he's destined to not get 65 yards now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, so now it's time where we review the latest um odds and everything. I looked up the My bookie numbers since we're sponsored by My Bookie. Dave, do you have those or do you want me to just read them off? My
3: Bookie? I don't have my bookie now. Okay, I don't have those. Well, that's since no, they're they're not, sponsor, bookie they bookie is not my bookmark. So
2: since they sponsored the Steel yeah. Curtain Network, they have the San Francisco uh 49ers giving two and a half points on the road with an over-under set at 41 and a half. 41 and a half. So those are according to my bookie, official sponsor, of the Steel Curtain Network. And so, Brian, we want to know your final score prediction. What do you have this game? How do you see it shaking out, I guess I should say?
4: All right, I am going to go with the over because I could do some math in my head finally. And I'm going to say that the final score is going to be 26 to 24 pittsburgh cool. steelers
3: were we were we giving our score predictions yet yeah are we okay Let's uh-huh. making sure yeah. yeah so wait a second I, I gotta write these down okay
2: um so your heat brian's taking the points and he's so taking he's, the over 26
3: so, 24 pittsburgh so he's going pittsburgh he's going over in 26 24 you say all right mm-hmm. yeah. well i am also going with the steelers to cover I'm doing some quick math in my head and the quick math in my head says that I am also going slightly over because the way it plays out for me is, is this um, the Steelers will, will, will have had the lead uh, 20 to 14 to give up a late touchdown um, to the 49ers and go down by a point, but with less than, but with, not probably not even a minute and a half left of the game. KP8 comes through, or he doesn't have to get into the touchdown zone, just got to get him in Boswell range. I'm going 23-21 Pittsburgh.
2: We are all pretty close here. And I, I've I've said it before on other shows. I've done a lot of them this week. I think this is the Steelers' toughest test of the season. Yes, I agree. Okay. And I think Dave, you said that on your stat geek. I think you also said it on Scobro. Um, after talking with Rob. Uh, who covers the 49ers, he spoke about the kicker injury and he said that this is a guy who I think he's a rookie dealing with some issues. They think he's going to play Pittsburgh is a tough place to kick, especially if it's raining. I see the Steelers clinging to a 24 23 lead. They, the 49ers get in field goal range and the kick sails wide and the Steelers hold on to win Twenty four twenty three, in what is might be a, a classic game. Like it, it could just be one that we always talk talk about and remember, and uh, really interesting stuff. So um, I hope you make sure you check out Let's Ride, but also twenty four twenty three Steelers. So I've got the over Steelers getting the points for sure. Uh, love it, absolutely love it. So there you go. We all three picked the Steelers. A lot of people in the live chat right now are agreeing. Uh, some people are saying Steelers win in overtime. That would mm-hmm. be. I really would. Not like that for my cardiovascular health, but other than that, um
3: <laughs> and, just- and I knew I was going with this number on Tuesday and Sherry threw out that same number. I'm like, Oh Sherry, you're just gonna have to wait till Thursday. So uh <laughs> she did and we had we we had the same we, we we had the same uh prediction there. All right. Do you both have trivia tonight? I indeed do. Okay, because right. you you know I do. So I when you're asking if you both am. have it, that's I a really just for mean does Brian. Brian have it. Okay, <laughs> Brian, go ahead.
4: All right, so the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing the San Francisco 49ers. They have played before, and they have played on opening day before, but that's not what my question is all about. My question is, they shared a quarterback at one point, a quarterback that left the Steelers to go to San Francisco and had some of his best years as a 49er quarterback including a 5-1 record in 1991. Who is this quarterback that played for both the Steelers and the 49ers consecutively?
3: Played for the Steelers and the 49ers.
2: I have no clue. I'm, I'm literally trying to... Think about this. I can't.
3: I, this, I the thing is, I I don't know if, if it's, oh my goodness. I'm thinking of just quarterbacks and everything in general, but I can't think about if they, you know, what, what era they were with the Steelers and if they went on anywhere. I really, I mean, early nineties,
4: who would it be early nineties?
3: Um, that would have, you said, when did he start in San Francisco?
4: He actually started in San Francisco. I start, he, uh, went to San Francisco after the 1988 season. So he played for the Steelers in 87 and 88 In 89. He started, but had a five and one record replacing Joe Montana and Steve Young. He replaced those guys. And he also replaced players in Pittsburgh as well, especially in 1987. Oh, it
3: was a replacement. Okay, um, who was that? Not a
4: slouch. Not a slouch. It's a guy you know.
3: Wasn't that? I, I, I the I the only the person I can at. think of that 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 I don't remember him being a Steeler, but the only person I can think of that that followed up. Um, Montana and Young wasn't it like Steve Bono
4: or Bono or however you say it it is indeed Steve Bono what was he with the Steelers he was the replacement quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1987 during the strike I do, I do not remember that <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah I knew that it's when trivia. you said he was the quarterback to replace the after Montana and Young that's the only reason I knew that
4: he resurrected his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers hmm. there you go
3: good stuff all right Dave your turn
4: All right, the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Jeff lives talking about it. When's the last time they opened up at home? What happened? Oh, Antonio Brown kicked a punter in the face. Yeah, (laughs) it's been a really, really, really long time since the Steelers had their week one game at home. So what does the NFL do to the Steelers when they do that? They put them at home the first two weeks. When's the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers opened up at home the first two weeks of the season? This is all I have. I don't have like follow follow up questions or anything like that. Last time, they nice, had,
2: nice and tight tonight. The last time they had back-to-back homo, uh, homo back to back
3: home home open games. Yeah, yeah, not back to back years, but week one and week two were both at home in the same season.
4: I don't remember. I know. Oh my gosh, this is going way back. I know ninety-seven. It was uh, it was Dallas and then Washington because I I was at one of those games. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say. Uh, let's see. Wait, wait, ninety? No, it wasn't ninety-five. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Let's just go with 90, 87. Eighty-seven. Yeah. Why don't you go with 97 like
3: you said cuz that was the right answer when it was Dallas Oh it was it was that's what I meant I meant to say I was gonna, 97 I was, I
1: say.
3: <laughs> I was like yeah. don't don't go further back you you, you already pulled it off with 97 Yeah you, you were exactly right they opened up they lost to Dallas 37 to 7 and then they beat Washington 14 to 13 and that I was at the Washington game Yep and that was that's the last time they opened up with their first two games at home so that was at Three River Stadium. They've never done it at Hinesfield Field slash Eckershire Stadium. Nice.
2: Good stuff. Really interesting stuff. All right, let's do some final thoughts and call it a show. Brian, you can go first.
4: All right. My final thoughts are this. This is what we've been waiting for. This is why we all get together here. And this is why Steel Curtain Network exists. So we can talk about the dawning of a new day. And this is the, to me, this is the beginning of the Christmas season. To me, this is my version of Black Friday. It's, uh, okay, you have Thanksgiving. It's there. And now let's get started. The silly season begins. The fun begins. And this is what it's all about. Stick around here with Steel Curtain Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. We're going to have so much more. We're going to have so much fun. And remember, Jeff has somebody from the 49ers tomorrow. We have access, now that we're Fans First Sports Network, to so many more voices. And we're going to be bringing those to you. So enjoy this season. It's going to be a special season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's going to be a special season for us here at Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for being on the ground floor with us. Very good. Dave Schofield, final thoughts.
3: All right. Well, I want everyone to know because this is your last chance for you. We'll be able to say it live. I'm going to try to put it in the live chat. It didn't work last week. It worked on Scobro, so we'll see. It's our contest. It's the signed Donnie Shell Hall of Fame football contest where it's skill. It's not just random name pulled pulled out of the hat. You can show your skill in picking one game of the of uh, out of of any winner each week. You just can't use the same winner twice. Unfortunately, you're too late if you're not in to use Thursday night's game. Uh, the deadline is Sunday at 1 o'clock. I put the 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 link. The, it's, it's gone out to the Facebook, to the YouTube. It's there in the live chat. Make sure you go ahead and enter there if you haven't already to get into that. But my, my other final thoughts about the Steelers game is kind of what I was talking about Tuesday night is – This is probably the – that we know right now, because you could look at the end of the season, you're like, oh, wow, you still got to go to Seattle. That's a long way away, and things could really change by then. But right now, this appears to be the most daunting task on the Steelers' Steelers schedule, possibly. It's really nice that they're playing it at home. And I know Steelers fans the last couple of years have got used to the team pulling the upset in week one. If this team doesn't manage to get the upset – it's not that it's that that the sky is falling. They will be able to turn around and play again in week two. But you know what? There's just something about this team that, that upset just kind of sounds more and more uh, appealing. And, and the line's coming down a little bit and everything else. So just get your popcorn ready, find it on TV, listen to it on the radio, whatever you got to do, and enjoy the game on Sunday. It's been a long time. Let's get to it.
2: Yes, and like I said, we'll be back for a post-game show, so make sure you check us out there live on Twitter, Facebook, and on YouTube. In the meantime, Dave, why don't you send us out like you always do?
3: Hey!
2: See you next week where we preview the Week 2 game. Take it easy, everyone. Enjoy the game.